Lights, Camera, Asia. A look at Asian culture and history through the lens of cinema. Hello and welcome back to Lights, Camera, Asia. I'm Jake Chen. Now we spent the last few weeks talking about the plot of Infernal Affairs, one of the most well-received films to ever come out of Hong Kong, China. And we needed all that time because the film's plot really is so incredibly complex and filled with nuances. Now that we've got a pretty good idea on what the film is all about, let's take a look at some of its details because. I believe these details are what makes the film a standout among the rest. So the police force and the Triad Gang each has embedded a undercover agent in each other's side. What's next? The film could have gone a thousand different directions with that premise, and one of the reasons why the film is such a critical success, I think, is how it unfolds the story. Unlike many modern films, which rely on explosive actions and quick cuts to keep the audience glued, Infernal Affairs, as a crime drama, incorporates very little in the way of action. Instead, the film progresses at a rather steady pace, and along the way, it builds two elements, and it builds them incredibly well: suspense and characters. Characters is the more obvious element, so let's start with this one. Both the main characters, Officer Chen, who's been embedded in the gang, and Lao, who is a gang member serving in the police force, have come a long way towards the end of the film compared to where they start at the beginning. Both go through the bulk part of the film's plot, desperately trying to fish out their arch enemies. While fearing for the lethal consequences of if or when they get exposed, what makes the deadly relationship even more interesting is how intertwined the fate of the two really are, and how the film brilliantly sets up the stage for them. See, the two actually meet、uh, one another a number of times through the film before they finally realize who the other person is. For instance. When Chen was hiding a bag of cocaine in a local hi-fi store, Lao, who is at the time a rising star in the police force and is about to start a new family, comes in shopping for new stereo equipment. The two have a brief exchange on stereo choices before parting ways. It's a short sequence、uh, with no action or battle of wits. But having the two sharing the screen at this particular moment in the film shows us, the audience, just how starkly different the two have become at this point. While both are in their late thirties and early forties, the two characters have very little in common. Lao, the star in the police force, is dressed in a custom-fit blazer in his spare time. His hair is neatly trimmed, and everything about him. His shirt, his shoes, the way he acts, his mannerism, just oozes professionalism and focus, as an elite police officer should be. Chen, on the other hand, cannot be more different than Lao, both in appearance and in his mannerism. He is dressed in this old, raggedy, worn-out jacket. His shirt isn't exactly neat or clean. His hair is messy, 
And when we look at him, he looks like a guy with very little in the way of discipline or professional prospect, and he looks like he hasn't slept for days. And this comparison makes sense, given the fact that Lao is in the police force and he is trained and specialized in a lot of tasks that requires him to have a heightened level of focus at all times. And also because Lao has made a conscious effort over the years, as we can see in the film. To climb up the ranks as much as possible, it makes sense that he's paying so much attention to his appearance, even when he is in his downtime. On the other hand, Chen, although started off as a police officer, tries very, very hard to blend in in the gang in which he is embedded. So it makes sense that he has this ruggedy, rough around the edge appearance, so that he can blend in with the rest of the crew. This whole scene lasts probably less than five minutes on screen, but we get to see just how starkly different these two people can be, and putting them together creates this contrast, which is vital to tell the difference. Because when we see them in the rest of the film, both of them are in their so-called respective environment. Lao is with his colleagues in the police force most of the time, and Chen talks with other gang members. So the way they act and behave, and the way they dress, the way they come across, don't exactly stand out, since both are trying to blend in. But it's in this very moment that we see that both characters, although they're both putting on guises, have appeared to be extremely different. And when we see the difference on the screen, it brings an actual layer of emotional impact of just how far these two characters have come. Remember, at the beginning of the film, we see a training montage in a police academy, at the end of which both Chen and Lao appear to be in the same location. At that time, both look like they're in their very early twenties. Chen, the junior police cadet, was quote unquote kicked out of the police academy for misbehaviors, and Lao, who has just entered the police force as a gang undercover. Has just finished basic training and is beginning his journey to climb through the ranks and to serve his gang boss in a very remote manner. The two once again have this exchange, the nature of which is unknown and not completely clear to either one of them. See, remember in that moment, Chen walks away from the gate of the police and he is being shamed by the officer at the time, who says, "Well, if any cadet acts like him, they'll be kicked out." Chen looks back at the gate, at the rest of the police cadets, and he realizes that they are having a career that he wishes he can have, but instead, he's heading to a very, very dark and unknown place. He's heading to a gang, and very, very few people knows his true identity from that point on. He will no longer be a white knight, one he wishes to be, but he will be hunted by the peers that he actually loves and respects. Therefore, it is not a stretch to say that he leaves the police academy in a very unwilling manner. But when we look inside the police academy through the gate, which looks awfully like the prison grills,、um, Lao, who remains inside, looks like he's unwilling as well. He looks at Chen and he murmurs to himself that he would like to exchange place with him. This reveals the inner thoughts of Lao at the time. That he's not totally ready or even willing to join the police as a member of the gang. He's not willing to live a double life, to hide his identity day in and day out, 
to pretend to be a upstanding police officer while serving and providing information to a gang boss. And this little reveal at the beginning of the film sets the tone for each of their characters and how they develop over the course of many, many years. It is hinted at us, the audience, that both are about to embark on two distinctly different journeys, but the one thread in common, the one thing that connects them both, is that both are unwilling and probably not exactly aware of just what kind of journey they are about to embark on. So the twist and turns and the unwillingness that they've shown at many junctures in fully embrace their fake pretended identity makes sense throughout the film. We as the audience feel that, okay, both Chen, the police officer in the gang, and Lao, the gang member pretending to be a police officer, are constantly wrestling with this facade, with this fake identity. And this makes their emotions all the more palpable. It makes much more sense that both are in fear, because not only are they in fear of their own life, because getting exposed either in the police force or in the gang leads to very serious, potentially life-threatening consequences, they are also in fear of losing that very identity that they try so hard and so desperately to cling onto. What they start off as a self is something that they could barely recognize in their current guise. In one scene closer to the middle of the film, Chen complains to Chief Inspector Huang when they meet secretly on the rooftop to exchange information that he almost had to yell to himself to remind himself that he actually is still a police. And the pain and desperation that he conveys in that scene is very clear to the audience. And it's understandable for someone who doesn't want to be an undercover in the first place to fake and to pretend to be a gang member day in and day out for many, many years. The struggle of Lao seems less obvious because as a well-respected police officer, he seems to have stepped in a pair of shoes that he is rather comfortable with, at least on the superficial level. See, as a young junior gang member, he never imagined that he would have this life. He would have a woman that loves him. He would have a lot of peers and other police officers who look up to him uh, to take the lead. So he's desperately trying to cling on to this life and to erase a lot of the things in his past so that he can fully embrace the identity as a police officer. So his fear, every bit as intense, presumably, comes from a different place. While Chen is desperately trying to cling on to his old identity, to something he loves and respects, Lao is trying to get rid of his dirty past. That's why, closer to the end of the film, he tried very hard to plot an entire police bust so that he gets an opportunity to kill his own gang boss. In a way, the killing of the father is a very common trope in Greek mythology as a way for a character to erase a very important part of his identity. However, just like Greek mythology, those tales never end in a happy manner. Once passed, one's identity is not something that one can completely erase, and it always, always comes back to haunt one's own journey. So, it is almost destined for both Chen and Lao to end in a very, very tragic place, because both wrestles with a fundamental element, the self, that they can neither fully embrace or get rid of. On the surface level, Infernal Affair looks like a cop and robber film, a crime drama, 
uh, or whatever you call it. But on a deeper level, it is clearly a character study, and that's one of the many reasons why its profound analysis of characters separates it from the rest of the police and crime drama genre. Thank you for listening to this episode. In the upcoming episode, we'll wrap up our coverage of Infernal Affairs by diving into some of the other elements that make it a standout film. I'm Jake Chen, and talk to you next week.